What's good, y'all? I'm glad to be back talking to my beautiful people. All y'all is beautiful. All y'all is fine. All y'all is sexy. All y'all is giving queen, king, daddy, you know, ma, big perk. He called me big perk. <laughs> um, today, I want to have more fun. I am going to touch on a few things that, you know, y'all know I like to get deep, but I'm only going to touch on a few deep things today. Today is going to be more of the entertainment and fun things, kind of lighthearted things. I believe first I want to talk about um, Kanye's documentary. I am a god. A god. If you haven't seen it, I don't know exactly what the name is. It's on Netflix. It's something like Jesus or something. Y'all know how Kanye is thinking that he to rap Jesus and shit. You know what I'm saying. But, um... The documentary is so inspiring and motivating and just different clips. If you're on a path to success and you have a vision that mainly you can see and not too many others can see the exact vision that you have, you should go watch that. You should go get you some motivation and take you some notes from all the things that Kanye had to go through and face to be Kanye. Nobody believed in his career that he wanted. They just tried to box him in whatever lane they wanted him in. But he said, no, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to show y'all to y'all just jump on board. And that's how you have to do. You can't let... One man, two man, three man, ten man, shit. You can't let these people stop your show. When it speaks for itself. One man cannot stop this show. I say that all the time. I don't care if you don't like what I do. I don't care if you don't like what I create. I don't care. Because you can't stop none, love. But I really wanted to talk about the people that was around him. Kanye had people around him that saw the vision and if they didn't see the full vision they they saw the big picture they saw the talent they saw the dedication they saw the determination that he had and the support he had from home with Donda Donda really like warmed my heart watching the reactions and her clips in the documentary I need to finish the second part because the way he's doing it, he's splitting it up in parts. So, I think right now it's only the second, but it may be a third out now, but I didn't finish the second one. I have to go back and watch. <clears throat> but, um, Donda was so supportive of her son, and it was how she knew his lyrics, and just she knew that he was going to be who he wanted to be because he was just so determined and he believed in himself and she believed in him just as much. And we need that. We need our family to be our support system as well. A lot of our family will try to deter us from what we actually want to do and what we see our life as because they don't see it. And a lot of people try to use their life as an example. Like, love, I understand that you couldn't have done this. But who's to say that I can't? 
because I'm not you. We are not the same at all. I don't care how much we have in common. Coming. Oh my goodness. In common, but we are not the same, love. So you can't just say just because I did something or I tried something. Well, not really I. You tried something and it didn't work out for you. That is not going to work out for me. That, that's just not facts. It's not. Um, but just watching his come up and how long it took and all the work that he had to do is just very inspiring. If you're in the music industry or into entertainment or anything like that, you should go watch it and pay attention because it's showing a lot of real things that a lot of people don't know that you have to go through. You have to take a lot of no's. And there's always going to be more no's than yeses. But there will be yeses. Anyway, I'm going to move on from that. Donda, whatever. Um, the documentary was amazing. I don't think the documentary is called Donda. But the Kanye doc is super good. It's super motivating, super inspiring. And I think a lot of people should see that. And you'll get a different side of Kanye. And you kind of won't probably see him as who you currently see him as from the antics that you see him do um big sean <laughs> big, big, big sean but, but boy how big is your what that's what this has been giving you know I love how Nikki lyrics, Nikki has lyrics for any situation and circumstance that you can possibly think of, literally, like. So, as a lot of y'all probably already know, Big Sean was supposedly, you know, posting his Big Sean on his close friends on Instagram. But somebody came out. I ain't finna tell y'all the username because I don't feel like going back to try to find it. But someone else came out and posted how it was their Big Sean and not Big Sean's Big Sean. You know, that was like, since my, you know, Big Sean is trending as Big Sean's, let me go ahead and post the original and let y'all see that this me because you can look at my other content. And see that this is my big shot. So, you know he he was he's a he's a a content creator. <laughs> now, I ain't we ain't gonna talk about the kind of content, but just know that man is a content creator, and he shared that that is his picture and not Big Sean. So someone photoshopped and tried to make it seem like Big Sean posted his shemites. And it ain't Big Sean shemites. You know, y'all had y'all little fantasy for a moment. But sadly, it had to end. Because I knew it was going to happen. I'm like, whoever this is, they're going to come out and say that it was theirs. Because that's usually how it goes. That's how they did for the baby, too. Anyway... You know, sorry about that, Big Sean. I didn't feel like Big Sean was on them kind of vibes anyway. He don't seem like he finna just go post his, you know, he don't seem like that. I feel like he's more of a 
spiritually and mentally evolved human, so he's not on that kind of time. Um, we're gonna move on from Big Sean. Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez. Now this happened like maybe a week or two ago. I I started to notice that they were having a back and forth because. DJ Academics had posted, you know, that the DNA from whatever evidence that they had wasn't Tory Lanez's DNA on it. Or when it came back, it was inconclusive and all this kind of stuff. So, of course, Miss Megan, the stallion, seen it and she wasn't feeling what academics was saying she like you know why you trying to even talk about evidence when we ain't even been in court yet like how the fuck you gonna have the evidence and i don't even know nothing about it right now like like, you not on that you you don't know what you talking about dj academics like Shit, Megan, bitch, you 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 just trying to keep my man Tory down. I don't know why you trying to, you know, stunt this PR type shit. Like, nah, nah, like y'all just trying to keep some kind of narrative and have some kind of story to keep yourself, you know, popping and keep yourself talked about. Blah blah. Megan got pissed. Megan was posting so many stories and she was just going in on them like. I, this is my real life. I'm actually going through this. Like, this is not a TV show. This is real. Like, nigga, just admit that you shot me, nigga. And Tori starts chiming in, and he's like, baby, you can't buy and tweet your way out of this one. And I'm like, oh, shit. Not Tori coming with the boom, boom, not with the shots. And Megan posts a screenshot. From her and Tori's messages. And she like, well, Tori like, you know, I'm sorry. I was really drunk. I know you probably not going to talk to me no more. I just want to apologize. Da, 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 da. Tori comes out and says, well, baby, I just had two best friends on this dick. And that's why you mad because I was with your best friend. Me, personally, I don't know who to believe, damn it, just like most of the world, because we wasn't there. But, Tori's story does seem kind of legit. But I don't want y'all coming at me. Because Megan could be telling the truth. Like I said, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. But, she was mad at that. She was like, bitch, you trying to act like, we just was thirsty over you over some dick like that's why me that's not why me and her not cool no more and da 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 and it was just a whole bunch of drizama and dj academics kept on coming for megan too and they was just going back and forth look up the screenshots chat if y'all really want to know in details what they said i'm sure you can still find out the screenshots online on google or shade room neighborhood talk whatever you prefer but i'm sure it's all still there it was just a whole bunch of drama a whole bunch of going back and forth then they was talking about how the court date was actually moved and that's all that was discussed 
<clears throat> so we're gonna pray and hope for the betterment of Megan the Stallion and um Tory Lanez. And I believe next we're gonna get into Chloe Hadley. Is that her name? Child, not Chloe Hadley. Chloe Bailey and uh Gunna. Do y'all really think that they go together? Because I don't. I feel like it's a ploy. Just like Moneybag Yo and Megan the Stallion was. That was not a real relationship. It was to help both of their careers. It was not real. We can tell that Moneybag and Ari is real. That's different. It's a whole different vibe going on. But um I don't think Chloe and Gunna is really fucking with each other like that. Like, But if they are, it's giving that she is really Beyonce's protege because hmm, Jay-Z is not, you know, he got that Monet. Jay-Z's a billionaire. He's a businessman. But he does not have that. He's not giving face. And I don't think Gunna is giving face as well. So if she is truly fucking with him, she is literally being like her idol, baby, because she could do a lot better. But we're not even going to speak on that. Maybe they just want to boost their careers and they're both talented and, you know, they look good. They look like good friends, honestly. They just look like friends and they just had a song together and you know how people do with the music videos and stuff. You know, we used to want Nicki and Drake to be together. Drakey, I still be wishing that they had a, got together and got married and had kids and that would just be the ultimate couple. But things don't always work out how we want them to work. <clears throat> but Gunna and Chloe's little song was cute or whatever. Hadley slayed her little part. It was cute. It was... It wasn't all, you know, it wasn't legendary, but it was, it was, it was cool. It was cute. It was, it was giving. Um, Rihanna. My girl Rihanna is, as you all should know by now, pregnant by as soon as possible Rocky. You know, as soon as possible Rocky. Went ahead and shot the club up and got that billionaire cooch. And now they finna have that billionaire baby bloodline. Um, people have been discussing Riri's looks while she's pregnant, Lord. And me personally, I don't have an issue with how Rihanna's been looking and what she's been wearing. Because I don't be caring about that kind of stuff. But I see why people are talking about it. But honestly, to me, it just gives... She's giving Rihanna. It looks like something that Rihanna would wear and walk around in. So, I don't really see an issue or a problem with it. People have been saying she looks a mess and she just hasn't been giving what unpregnant Rihanna would give. But I still love you, Rihanna, so I don't care what they say, whatever. They just be judging you and worried about what you got on and wishing they could wear what you wear. Because, baby, I know it's more than their entire existence. But we're not even going to get into that. Um, Have y'all heard this new song with uh Doja Cat and Tyga? Freaky Deaky. 
Y'all know I like a little nasty song, a little nasty freaky song, but my girl Doja brings it every time. She brings the heat. She brings the versatility. She brings the talent. Because my girl raps and sings, and she can do hip-hop. She can do pop. She can... But people love to put her in a pop category. Like, I feel like she can do it all. Yes, I think her sound may give you more pop because... She does have a signature sound. And it does give more pop, but you have to look at the talent level behind the sound. And it's definitely there. And Tiger's getting his doja bag. Tiger be getting all kind of bags. He, 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 he be getting to the bag. You know, he on the OnlyFans. He get his little his little um his little feature bags. And you know Tiger's living life. Tyka's doing pretty good, seems like. But Doja H, she gave what it needed to give. The lyrics were there. The vibe of the song was there. The video was dope. She looks amazing. She always brings what needs to be brought to the table. So y'all need to go listen to that. Go listen to Freaky Deaky by Doja and Tyka. Next... I watched a video about Jim Jones, apparently, you know, not, you know, passing on Drake, you know, apparently people hit him up and was like, you know, we got this dude named Drake, like, he dope, you know, we trying to get him up out there, like, would you be interested? And he passed on Drake because... At the time, they was like, "Oh, you know, you know, he an actor. You know, they was kind of trying to, kind of trying to do him the Kanye way. Like when Kanye was trying to rap, it was, oh, he's a producer. Oh snap! I hope that didn't interfere with my mic. But they like, oh, Kanye a producer. He ain't no rapper. That's kind of what they was doing to Drake. They like, oh, he an actor. He ain't no rapper. And then he said he looked at his pictures and he in the wheelchair from the grassy. And he's like, nigga, this this is a nigga from Disney Channel wheelchair. What? I'm Disney Channel child. This is a nigga from Disney Channel in a wheelchair. Like, what? I, what can I do? I don't know how to market him and you know get him out there. But he passed basically, and I know he missed out on that bag because Drake is doing numbers like pop artists was back in the days. He's beating Adele, like he said in his lyrics, you know, every song doing numbers like it's like I miss Adele. He, he is, like, that's a fact. Drake is one of the biggest artists, if not the biggest artist out right now. Anything that he touches or puts out is going to do numbers regardless. So, yeah, you know, Jim Jones... I know you, you probably missing that bag. And you look like, damn, like, that could have been me. I could have been the one that brought Drake up out here. But it probably wouldn't have been at the same stature that he's at right now. Like, who knows? Drake might not have been who he is if he hadn't went the route that he went. But he was still talented. And, you know, he never said Drake couldn't rap and stuff. He was like, you know, Drake can. He can spit. But I don't know what to do with him as he is so you know you never know you never know people gotta stop judging people by the cover y'all be passing out down on people passing on people whatever and 
that end up being they end up being more successful than you. Now, we're gonna move on. Um let's go ahead and get into it because this shouldn't be a really long podcast, but we finna get into it now. We finna get into Euphoria, baby. The last episode of Euphoria, the finale. So how did y'all feel, first off? Did y'all enjoy the episode? Do you feel like they could have did more? Did you, did you want it longer? Was y'all mad at Elliot, too, for singing that long-ass song? That nigga talking about the song not done, and he just sung a 3-minute and 59-second song. Boy, that song is complete. You didn't have the hooks and the verses. We don't need no more, like... And I feel like, honestly, the Euphoria people, the Euphoria directors was just trying to fit time. Like, you know, they was trying to get their time limit. Because as long as y'all had us listening to Elliot sing, y'all could have been showing us more action. That's what I was mad about. I wanted to see more what was going on. And y'all got this boy singing the whole three-minute song. I mean, it was good. Yeah, he can sing. It was nice. It was sweet. It was sweet what he was doing for Rue, basically, you know, singing about being her friend and stuff. And if y'all haven't watched this, y'all don't need to be listening to this part. Y'all need to skip because I don't like giving away what happened and stuff. And y'all ain't even watched. But anyway, Elliot wrote this song for Jules, not Jules, Rue. And was basically talking about being her friend and how he wanted to continue to be cool with her. And, you know, it was sweet. It made her smile. I think she wanted to cry. But, um, let's get back into the play. Cassie. Cassie. She. I think she was just fed up because Nate broke up with her and everybody gets to see who you really are because honestly, if you're looking on the outside and you see Cassie and Maddie, you would think that Maddie is more of the stuck up, you know, the bitch, the the one that might screw you over type shit just because of her appearance and how she comes off. But actually... The quiet one that looked sweet, the little blonde bitch, was actually the rude, mean, deceiving, deceiving ass bitch. I mean, and she got, she came back up through there and walked through that little aisle or whatever, got up on that stage and showed her ass. And it's like, girl, everybody knows who you are now. Like, and people have eyes that weren't in their circle. They seen Maddie was going with Nate and then all of a sudden you was walking around the school with Nate and dressed up like Maddie. Like, it's giving obsessed and weird, honestly. And, oh, I hollered when they had her, her little doppelganger, her little second, you know, her little actor on the in the play sitting and riding on that um merry-go-round pony oh my god like 
I hollered because, girl, you knew you was a mess when you was doing that in real life, and you can't stand for everybody to see you doing it on this stage because you know you was dumb. You know you was a mess. It's giving you are a true slut, love. Like, your core is slut because why was that horse turning you on like that on that damn merry-go-round? She just moaning and stuff. And, like, yes, she couldn't take seeing that. She's like, oh, no, stop, you bitch. Da, 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 and go and fight the girl, whatever. And then Maddie, she like, oh, yeah, let me go let me go handle this bitch. Let me go take this bitch down because I'm sick of this hoe. This bitch really didn't try it. I was hollering at the TV. Yes, like, go be her fucking ass bitch because she is a fake ass bitch go beat her ass and maddie did that just that she slapped the hell out of her she chased her through the hallway and knocked her head up against that damn wall i was like oh yes yes this is what i want this is what we were waiting for Y'all listen to us because in that last episode we were saying it we was like oh we want maddie to be her oh we want maddie to be her because she just deserved it one Maybe that wasn't the last episode, but the episode when she first found out. She should have got beat then. But Cassie got what was coming to her. And who knows what else is going to happen. Then Mr. Nate. I don't truly know how I feel about him handling moving forward with his trauma even though I can't really speak on how he moves forward with his trauma but I feel like he could have handled it a little differently but I understand that he was just trying to move forward and basically make the daddy feel at least a portion of what he had to go through or the pain or humiliation and you know just the inner thoughts that he was feeling so he turned his daddy in and I really kind of had a slight problem with it because the daddy finally started being his authentic, true self. He wasn't, you know, hiding and he was being him now. And it's like, damn, like, soon as I actually start being myself, I'm fucked up. So I don't really know how to feel about that. I think the daddy is going to hate Nate forever now. But then again, maybe he'll understand why he did it and won't. But I feel like he's going to have a lot of resentment towards Nate. Um, you know, let's get to the sad part. Wait, before we get to the sad part, I also want to talk about how I love that Rue got Lexi back. Like, she saw that Lexi actually missed being her friend and what Lexi sees on the daily and she's like oh my gosh like this girl sees everything and she's telling the truth like she knows how all the things that I went to I went through traumatized me and you know I just I miss her and I'm glad that she rekindled their connection because it was really sweet and I think that they both needed each other because they went through similar things it was like Lexi just had to 
Lexi just didn't do drugs, so she just had to cope with it how she could, and she put it in her art. And, yeah. Now, let's go to the part that had us all on our toes. Fez. Now, I think from the last episode, we all knew that old boy, that lip girl used to go with, or I think that was her man. Yeah. He was basically trying to set Fez up. And we could tell that he was angry, too, because when he walked through the door, Lip Girl was, you know, fixing Fez's shirt and eyeing his clothes, whatever. He like, baby, who is this? Like, when I was fucking with this bitch, she was a drug addict and she was a junkie. But now this bitch is giving wife vibes for him. Why for him? I could tell he was a little angry. And, baby, we all know Ashtray is bout it, bout it. Like, he don't play no games. Like, he was more about it than Fez ass. Like, did y'all not see how he killed first dude? And it's like, you can't trust him. I don't know why Fez had him so around everything because he's not to be trusted this nigga's murking niggas like he's murdering dudes he's killing them graphically and yeah i think we all kind of knew how this was gonna go or we um predicted it i figured fez wasn't gonna die because too many people love fez like in the in the fans of the show so I'm like, if they kill Fez off, nobody is going to watch this shit. So it has to be the little boy, Ashtray. It has to be him. So I knew when I seen him clutching that knife, he was going to kill him. And Fez was trying to tell his ass, like, hey, nigga, like, He's recording, bro. Like, and then Lip Girl. I think we all gained a lot of respect for Lip Girl. I need to learn her name. But Lip Girl dropped that glass. I was thinking that she was gonna pick up that broke glass and go slice her, slice him herself. But then I started to see that was her way of telling Fez, you know, be quiet, be quiet. Like he, she letting him know what's going on. It's some, it's some slick shit going on right now. And so she was being a down ass bitch and she started changing up that story for that recording. And you saw how angry old boy got mad on that couch. Shoot, right after that, Ashtray let him have it. Baby, when he jabbed that knife in his neck, I was like, Ashtray, sit your little ass down, boy. You be fucking up everything, making it way bigger than what it was gonna be. We ain't even have to do this. <sighs> but the popos was already, like, gonna be on the way. So, yeah, and, um... And it was how they had to hold his mouth for that recording... And stuff. I don't know if they was on the phone or what. I don't know. Now that I think about it. But he just 
put that shit in that damn in that juice in that little Seven Eleven cup. <laughs> I think that was a Seven Eleven cup. But anyway, I feel for Fez because he really was trying to make it to the play for Lexi. He really messes with her. Like, I think that they're actually gonna become something special if Fez doesn't get locked up even though I think Fez is going to continue to get locked up because of just he was Fez he was a drug dealer I'm pretty sure they know other things about him besides that murder that happened because now he can pin it on Ashtray because now Ashtray is departed but Ashtray knew better too I wish he had a just (sighs) I don't know what could have happened but Ashtray knew better, and I think he knew that, you know, I'm not going to let you go down for being bad about it, and you ain't even bad about it for real. Like, I'm bad about it, so why I'm going to let you go go down for the bad about it move that I made? So he like, I'm going to sacrifice my little life because you actually have potential to be good in this world, and I'm already fucked up because I just kill niggas on sight. It's nothing. <laughs> so... That was a really sad scene because Fez still ended up getting shot, but he ain't did a little ashtray. They shot that nigga in the head, baby, after he killed that last SWAT member, dude. Oh, it was over. It was already kind of over for him, but it was really over for him when he shot old boy. So that was sad. It was it was sad. And I know Fez is like heartbroken going to jail. But I hope he doesn't take his charge because he's dead, baby. Let him take that charge and be dead, okay? But Euphoria was very suspenseful this last finale episode. And I hate, let's get into this too, that they want to come back in 2024. Baby, what if the world ain't even around in 2024 and y'all trying to wait till some 2024? What if we all gone? Hopefully we ain't, but dang. You do have you thought about that? But anyway. Euphoria was it was really good. And if y'all haven't watched it yet, I'm mad that y'all listen to this. If you haven't watched it and you listen through all this, I'm kinda mad because you ain't supposed to be hearing what's going on, especially in the finale if you ain't watched it. But yes, yeah, get into it. If you ain't if you ain't watch Euphoria, get into it. It's a lot of symbolism with real life and how people are in real life in that show. Get into it. Um, I think now I'm gonna touch on some of the more serious things that I was telling y'all about because y'all know I like to have my little serious moments. Everything, everything can't be, you know. Rainbows and flowers and unicorns and peaches and ice cream. So, let's get into y'all wanting to slave for a living. I don't knock anyone for working a job. But the mentality that a lot of y'all have with a job, you feel like you're doing something. Baby, you're still a slave. Baby, slavery is still around. They just changed how it looks. 
baby, these jobs is slavery. Like, you're sacrificing your life and your time with you and your family, friends, anyone for a job. And most of y'all is living check to check. So when I be talking about jobs and stuff, I don't be meaning no shade, but I'm not trying to work a job for the rest of my life. Fuck that. I'm trying to be a boss. I'm trying to make some real money. And you know, I have to make a lot of sacrifices to get where I want to be, and that's fine. But a lot of people don't even get it because they so stuck in that slave mentality that they got to work for another mother, mother. And you live in check to check still. What do you have to show for that job that you've held down so long? Nothing. So it's not a flex, love. I can see if you was working and actually making money and then had something to show for it. But you don't. Anyway. That's. Uh, we. I also want to get into some other things. And then I'm going to let y'all go. Because this don't need to be too long. And y'all know I don't like talking too long. Sorry if y'all heard that. I'm knocking stuff over. People in this world. Will not. Have your best interests. Most of the time. Meeting good people is so fucking rare that when I have these people, I'm trying to clutch to them. And I'm not trying to be clingy, but I just really appreciate real individuals. I appreciate authentic individuals. I appreciate non judgmental individuals because. That's all those are the qualities that I am trying to implement. And I can't be around no hater. I can't be around all that negative energy. I don't like to link up and talk about people. That's not my thing. If that's what you want to do, we will not communicate that well or often. I like to lift people up because what's wrong with that? It's free. I don't have to give you a dollar to say something nice about you or to motivate you. And it's like, y'all be hating for free. Like, y'all ain't even getting no money for hating on these people. <sighs> Chill. But... You have to do a lot of this stuff on your own. You got to believe in you before anyone else does. You have to be your biggest fan out here if you're going to make it anywhere. Because people only believe once they start seeing that you believe. And I've learned from experience. And some of my close friends right now, we're all going through such a rough place. And... It's almost like life has put us at a standstill because they see the opportunity or maybe whoever is working against us is trying to keep us on a standstill because of the potential and the light that we're trying to spread over such a dark world. Because everybody not trying to shed light and spread light and love. Most people have their own 
personal motives and intentions. Uh, and they're usually dark and selfish and, you know, to help them in some way. But I just want y'all to keep going. I want y'all to keep believing in yourself. I want you to dream and think bigger than anyone in your city or around you or in your family that you know. Because don't let nobody stop you. You see these other people doing it because they didn't let nobody stop them. And these people were once regular. Nobody At one point, nobody knew them, just like you. But now everyone knows them for the work that they put in and their courage and their dedication and their consistency. So keep going, y'all. Don't listen to these haters. Most of these people is mad because they can't do what you do. And most of these people is mad because the stuff that they posting that seems like shots or shade towards you Baby, that's their internal insecurities. Most people are sharing and posting a lot of their own traumas and issues. Most of the time, it's nothing to do with you. So why even worry about it? They haven't healed. They haven't done any work. They're miserable. Most of these people are miserable. Whether they want to admit it or not, they're miserable beings. And I can't sit around no table full of miserable bitches. I hope I said that (laughs) complete. But don't nobody want to be around no miserable bitch. (sighs) So I don't think I have too much more to say at the moment. I still haven't finished my damn morning routine video y'all i want to do that i'm i'm still gonna drop a positive morning routine video that's explaining things to feed yourself in your mind so you program these new thoughts for you to have so you can get through the day easier and you won't have all these things that are weighing down on you as a burden Okay, I don't have too much time left. Um, yeah, I only got about 15 minutes. So, I'm going to go ahead and end this here. And I hope y'all are really enjoying these. The reason that I went ahead and recorded this one and finished it up and got it together is because people have been asking me, they're like, When's the next podcast or you should talk about this. You should talk about this. And I just want y'all to know that I have so much coming up. I have so much to talk about. But my life right now, I don't have a whole lot of free time to just do this as I normally would. I have to put some things into action because I've had some recent... um some recent things pop up that were just not convenient for me 
but we getting through it and we gonna make it through it and it's not gonna stop us i can't let nothing stop me so things will be coming content will be created visuals are definitely coming soon and are in the making and in the process of figuring out how i'm going to do this Everything is a process and it will come along and it's going to work out for me and for you, whatever you're going through. Don't let these things stop you and make you want to give up. There's lots of days I wanted to give up. There's still days that I be wanting to give up, but I know I can't because I have a mission to complete. And the journey is not going to be easy, but it's going to be so worth it. Now... I'm going to let y'all go. I had fun talking to y'all for this little time that we got to be here with each other today. I'll probably start making more longer podcasts because I heard that people really enjoyed the first 45 minute one. And that still shocks me to this day because I felt like I was talking for too long. But now I'm hearing that they be a little too short. So... We gonna come back with some long ones soon. Y'all gotta give me give me some time to get my life together and get organized, and I'll come with more things to talk about. I just want to keep giving y'all content on a consistent, you know, level. So y'all have a wonderful day, a peaceful night, whatever time it is where you is. Please stay safe. I don't want to hear nothing about none of y'all that's not going to, you know, make me smile. I would love to hear all good things about all of you that I can hear from personally and that I talk to pretty often. I want all of us to win. Even if I don't know you, I want you to win. I want you to be at your best. I want you to grow. I want you to heal from that stuff that is keeping you behind let it go so you can move forward with this ease (sighs) okay i'm gonna let y'all go for real this time now y'all be safe in this crazy world and everybody that's in it y'all know what i be saying because it's crazy out here now we'll talk soon talk to you later bye y'all